Join me on my journey as I explore wealth in all areas of life. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. Hey, hey, it is Thanksgiving Day, and on this day of gratitude, I wanted to send some love your way, some gratitude your way, and just let you know how very thankful I am for you. Not only because you're listening to this show, but just for your presence here on this planet, the gifts that you have to offer this world, that unending seeking or searching for fuller expression, for living the best life that you came here to live, creating the life that you came here to create. I'm super grateful for all of it, and I want to honor wherever you are on that path, whether it feels like you know, things aren't happening fast enough, or you feel like you've already tried everything. <laughs> There's so many different feelings that come up along the way, but just know that the journey is the destination. It's all about the process and learning to trust that process. I'm going to answer a couple questions on today's show that came in to the Ask Me Anything, but again, I just want to begin with gratitude and specifically I want to shout out to a woman named Muriel. She's here in the United States. I really appreciate the review that you left for this podcast on Apple Podcasts. One of the things that I have had to learn and lean into is asking for reviews. I hate doing that. <laughs> I It just feels uncomfortable to me. I am not generally a public praise seeking person. And yet I realize that if I want this message to get out to more people, if I want to grow this, this body of work that I am creating here at Lucra, I need to ask. And yes, it still feels uncomfortable. What I found was happening though, was a lot of either clients or even friends would either write me an email or they might send me a text or a WhatsApp with praise. They would say, hey, I'm really loving your podcast or that episode that you did with so-and-so was so meaningful to me or hey, this program really meant a lot to me. And what I've had to train myself to do is to get used to asking them to make that public. I'll say, hey, well, can you leave that review on iTunes? Hey, can you leave that review on Apple Podcasts? Hey, can you post a review on the Lucra Facebook page just to make it more public? Because it's lovely to receive that feedback. I 100% appreciate it. And at this point in my career, I generally feel pretty solid about the content that I put out. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to like it or everybody's going to resonate with it. That's fine. But for those that do resonate with it, for those that have followed my work for a significant amount of time or just feel compelled to listen and and to learn and to then maybe do their own work, for those people, like I said, I feel pretty solid about this because I've been in this industry going on 14 years. It'll be 14 years in the early part of 2021. So for the most part... I feel pretty good about what I put out or pretty confident that it's quality stuff. 
So while it's lovely to hear that, I'm not necessarily seeking that feedback from other people. But what I am seeking now is that public (laughs) praise. At my Heart Path retreat two weeks ago, one of the things that we talked about was love languages, just learning how to navigate and use those in all your relationships in life and with yourself. And after the event, I emailed all the attendees and I said, public praise is my business love language (laughs) because I have seen that while I may feel more comfortable playing the humble card. Growth doesn't happen in comfort. Growth happens when you get uncomfortable, when you step outside that comfort zone. And I will ask you, dear listener, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you have learned something, gained a new perspective, whatever it may be, would you please leave a positive review? This is how this message gets out to more people in the world and you have my full appreciation and gratitude. So let's get to a couple questions. The first question today comes from Christoph. He says, I've been trying to pivot my career for a while, and I've been stuck for too long now. I've had a very unique life and interesting jobs along the way. I'm getting older, and I'm trying to find ways to narrow my focus. School, chipping away at entry-level jobs, something else, it's been tough. I was wondering if you could offer some piece of advice for someone like me. I'm 41, college-educated, creative, and very positive. Well, congrats on the very positive part because that alone will help you go further in your life than if you are playing the negative game where everything sucks, it's not working out. That, uh, that doesn't help you or anyone else. So the thing, Christoph, is that it really, really depends. It would be hard for me to answer this question for you because there's a lot of factors. But what I can do is I can offer you an activity that I used myself to figure this out. And I also have the HeartPath attendees do this every single year. HeartPath is really about answering that question, like, what am I here to do? What is my purpose? Where am I to go in this lifetime? What am I to create? So the activity that we do is a very simple three-column activity. So you can just grab a piece of paper, draw three columns or just two lines, and the first column is your skills and your talents. In other words, what are you good at? The second column is what are your passions? In other words, what do you love? And the third column is the needs of the world. In other words, what issue or problem or challenge out there in the world, this is not your own challenge, but out there, which ones resonate with you? And then the goal is to write down as many things as you possibly can in each column. So thinking about your skills and talents, what you're good at, even if you don't like doing it, if you've been told that you are good at it or have some skill in it, write it down, put it on the list. It doesn't mean you have to incorporate it in what you will eventually create, but it could spark some other ideas. So put as many things down on your list as possible. And in terms of passions, same thing. Think about what are the things that light you up? What are the things that really juice you? 
write those all down. And I don't care. It could be something like baking cupcakes. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what it is, but anything that just delights you. And even if you're not great at it, if you love it, write it down. And then finally, in the needs of the world column, the things that you want to focus on are those things that are resonant to you, the ones that matter to you. Because here's what happens. Once you create this list, you can begin to look at how you could possibly synthesize what you're good at, what you love, and the needs of the world that matter to you. And here's why all three of those are important. If you just did what you were good at, but you hated it, well, that's not going to last very long. You're going to be miserable. If you just did what you are passionate about, but you weren't good at it, you're probably not going to make a lot of sales. You're not going to make a big impact in the world. And if you do either of those two or both without the aspect of the needs of the world, your work will not be fulfilling. You will be lacking meaning. So you want to really look at what is a combination of something in all three of those categories that you can do to get paid. Now, of course, I'm speaking very much on the entrepreneurial path. Those of you that listen to this show, you know that's my main gig. So, of course, that would be the way that I would look at it. By way of example, this is exactly what I did when I was figuring out what I wanted to do with my life when I was living in Nairobi, Kenya in 2006 and 7. I did this very activity. And what it turned into for me was in my skills and talents column, I had things like leadership. I had things like teaching. I had things like bringing complex ideas down into simpler bits and pieces that I could translate to other people to make things easier or more understandable. So that was all in my skills and talents. These were things that I had already worked on, already developed, that I had received feedback on already that I was good at. In my passions column, I had a lot of things about the outdoors, camping, hiking, wilderness, all of that kind of stuff. And then in the needs of the world column for me, one of the aspects that showed up very prominently was I really feel like we have become disconnected from our planet, from Mother Earth. And that to me is a big problem. So I saw that as a need in the world is getting people out of their houses, getting people out of their offices and into more wild spaces that showed up. I also really, really believe that a need in the world is for people to wake up to their own potential, to understand the, the power of their own consciousness, all of that. So those were the things that were in the needs of the world. Now, of course, there were other things like I am a huge proponent of childhood education all over the world, especially in a lot of countries where girls are not educated. I think that's a big, big problem. So that was on my list. But what I did to synthesize all of these various things, essentially what that turned into was my heart path retreat. Those of you that have been to heart path know that all of those things come into play. I am utilizing all of those skills and talents that I mentioned in a teaching capacity over a couple day retreat. I am 
focused on the things that I love to do. The the joke that I have at Hardpath is, hey, it's great that you're all here, but I would be doing this anyway. <laughs> I would be going hiking. I would be reading and understanding about heart intelligence. I would be doing all this stuff anyway. And hey, it's awesome that you are here and doing it with me. And then it also meets that need. So I find this work fulfilling. I find it meaningful. That to me is the key because your destiny lies at the intersection of those three things. And then the goal, like I said, is just to figure out how you can get paid for that. So Christoph, to your question about school or an entry-level job, the only reason those things would be important as a step on the journey is if you're set on doing something that requires those things. Like if you want to go and become a doctor, yes, then absolutely school is the essential piece. If you want to go and do some type of job in an industry where the only way that you can get your foot in the door is to start at an entry-level job, then yeah, do that because it is a step on the path toward that ultimate destiny. But the key is to figure that out first. Like what direction are you heading and being able to understand that and then put a plan into place so that you're not wandering around all the time, wasting time and just, you know, going from one piece to another piece. But here's the good news. Even if you do that, all of it still culminates in your ultimate purpose. I'll give you an example from my life. I could look at my time in corporate America as, well, that was a waste. You know, I didn't really need to do that on my path toward becoming a coach, being an entrepreneur. But the truth is, I did. Because you know what I learned a lot about during my time in corporate America? Leadership. I was always doing leadership training. Later on in that career, I was being groomed for leadership. That was a huge, huge development piece for me. So like I said, I could look at it like, well, that was weird. That was off my path. But really, I don't believe that you're ever off your path. So having that, that trust factor of being able to know that you're always on the right path, but also doing the work to gain a little bit more clarity on that path, it certainly helps quite a bit. So Christoph, I hope that that helps. Do that exercise. It might seem like a very simplistic thing to do, but like I said, that's exactly what I did, so I know that it works. The second question comes from a gentleman named Wing, and he says, I feel so ashamed to ask because I'm not as strong as you. Well, I'm going to pause right there and say, how do you even know that? (laughs) That sounds like a story that I would recommend rewriting in your brain because maybe you are stronger than you think. So he continues, but I can't seem to get over my divorce from 2005. I lost everything when my wife left me. How can I get myself to let go instead of using suicide as the way to stop my emotional pains? The way that I see it, we come to this lifetime, we come to each lifetime to learn certain things, to experience certain things, and to grow and to develop. So for people who say, you know what, I'm out, I'm done, I'm going to commit suicide, they're really just saying, 
I'm going to quit on the lessons that I came here to learn. There's a great book, Wing, that I would recommend you read. It's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Those of you that listen to this podcast, (laughs) I'm sure you've heard me talking about this before. But in this very fantastic book, she has what's called the list at the end of the book. And I want to actually read you what she says about suicide. So she lists the problem, and the problem in this case would be suicide. She says the probable cause of that may be seeing life only in black and white. Now, I was married to somebody who (laughs) tended to see life in black and white, and I was always reminding him, hey, there's a lot of gray in here. Let's not get stuck on one end of the spectrum or the other. For suicide, it may be that people are feeling like the only two options are misery or death. And in some cases, the misery feels so bad that death may actually sound like a better alternative. But those are not the only two options. This is not a black and white world. We are living in an experience of so much gray. You you need to be able to understand that this is a very, very long spectrum. And it goes all the way from pure and utter misery to pure and unadulterated joy. And the cool thing is, with the power of our minds, with the power of mindset, with the power of heart set, we get to have some say over where we are on that spectrum. Now, of course, there are people that do not have the ability. There is either some neurological condition or something else going on that it is beyond their conscious choice. But for the most part, people do have conscious choice. You can choose a different way. And it comes first from seeing it not only as black and white. Luis also says it's a refusal to see another way out. So again, like seeing that as the only choice, except that it's not the only choice. There are plenty of choices. For me, I could choose any given day to say, you know what, this life experience sucks. Or I could choose to say, this life experience is amazing. And it is always, always a choice. Here is the new thought pattern or affirmation that Louise Hay recommends for this specifically. I live in the totality of possibilities. Now, come on, if that doesn't juice you up a little bit, I want you to listen to it again. I live in the totality of possibilities. That means that everything is potential. And that is true in the physical world, in the metaphysical world. Like, that's exciting to me. She says, there is always another way. I am safe. So, Wing, I don't know if you find that helpful or not. The truth of the matter is that if you actually want to shift in your life, there are resources out there. I would not put myself as one of those resources. I don't work with people who are contemplating suicide, but there are loads of people that do. The resources are plentiful. You can look online. You can find people in real life. So if you want to shift that, you you have that ability and you can make that choice, but that's what it is. It is your choice. So my friends, I will leave you with this. 
Tomorrow is Black Friday, and for the last number of years, that is the day where everything at Lucra is open and on sale. As many of you know who have come through our programs in the past, we generally have not had everything open. We do specific launches throughout the year, but Black Friday is when everything's open, all the doors are open. So if you are considering investing in yourself for 2021, and maybe you're looking to develop your speaking skills, we have a, a whole library of speaker training from Sean Stevenson. My coach training will be available. I'm actually going to be running my coach training live in the early part of the year. That course will start in January, but during Black Friday all the way through Cyber Monday, it will be on sale for the early bird rate. So if that's something that you are considering for 2021, you just want to figure yourself out. You want to understand how to start a coaching business or really, quite honestly, any sort of online business. Maybe you just want to create a course. All of that is in there. I will help you excavate what is already within you, the skills, talents, passions, needs of the world <laughs> that you already have, and turn those things into a meaningful, purpose-based business. That's exactly what I've done with my business. I call it a freedom business because I can work from anywhere. It's freedom of time. It's freedom of income. It's freedom of location. You get to call the shots, which to me is pretty fun. The Lucrative Society, that is my monthly membership group coaching program. And that's for people that are working on growing their business, building their business, and also developing themselves. You cannot be a great world-class entrepreneur unless you're a world-class human first. So a lot of personal development, professional development, all of these things show up in the Lucrative Society monthly coaching sessions with me. That is the most inexpensive and yet still getting direct access to me. I meet with the group once a month, plus there's a Facebook group for any other time Q&A. I'm in there quite often, and it's just really a lot of fun with really, really good people. So if that is something that you feel may add to what you're already working on in 2021, that's awesome. And finally, I have a brand new program called Alchemy that I will be sharing more about tomorrow. So that will be on sale this weekend as well. Again, Black Friday through Cyber Monday, of course, with a big shout out to Small Business Saturday. I do hope you support your small businesses and especially those that are run by women, people of color. I'm all about it. Let's, let's show our support for all of these kinds of companies because it really is the entrepreneur's who are creating the forward movement, the innovation in our country. We are the ones that are hiring people and creating jobs and innovating all of these things. So let's collectively support small business. And the way that I love to do that is by looking for things that not only support small business and maybe minority owners, but 
also looking at what are the things that I can invest in myself? What are the programs or courses that are giving me a great return on my investment, not just for the content that I receive, but for the work that I need to do on myself to continue to learn and grow. So with that, I wish you a wonderful holiday for those of you in the United States. And again, just so much gratitude for you being here with me, for the questions that were submitted, and for all of you who are listening to this. If you have a question for the show, you can submit it at lucra.com slash ask. That's lucra.com slash ask. I would be delighted to answer it for you on a future episode. But for now, I bid you farewell. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Lucrative Society on iTunes. And please leave a review of the podcast. Visit lucra.com for transcripts and resources or to become a member of the Lucrative Society where I coach purpose-based entrepreneurs on business, mindset, and heartset. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.